March 7, 2018 is the Watt for Pedro show.
Bought from Pedro Show here in Pedro. Brother Matt unavailable because of his school uh, schedule being changed. And us rolling with that. But in the meantime, I'm not totally man alone because through the magic of Skat, those software engineers in Estonia, I got Jeff Parker with me. What part of town are you in, Jeff? I'm in Altadena, Altadena. Uh, California. Yeah, like dairy. We call that dairy country. Yeah, right. It used to be a lot more dairies. But what that means, uh, listeners, is, uh, you know, SoCal's a big area. And this is kind of more in the east, going clo- uh, t- closer to the foothills. So, uh, yeah, Altadena and uh, Montclair and Claremont. Why would they name two towns right next to each other, Montclair and Claremont? Right. Because <laughs> they want to do that. Because they could. That's why. And, right. And there's yeah. a lot of colleges and stuff out there. And actually, there's a lot of space. Uh, it's, it's very yeah, nice it's out there. Yeah, super nice. Yeah, it is. It's it's not like uh, turtle, total concrete land. Uh, Jack, uh, oh, let's say what we started with. We started with John Coltrane doing The Promise Live. And then Jeff Parker with Here Comes Ezra. And... Uh, Please tell us your earliest musical memory. Uh, man. I don't remember what music it was. Okay. But I remember I was probably three years old. Yep. And my mom was, uh, she was like combing and braiding my hair. Yep. And, um, Like in the kitchen or something. Yeah, it's like in the kitchen. I mean, we have like a small apartment, like probably two-bedroom apartment or something. What town? Um, this was in Bridgeport, Connecticut, where I was born. Oh, okay. Uh, a little uh, more uh, east of there, New Haven. Uh, Kay, uh, who ended up playing bass in Black Flag. And I think, oh, okay. And I think uh, Doug Wimbush. Great basement. Oh, he's from there, too. Yeah. Anyway, Connecticut Yankee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No okay, so so your ma's braiding your hair, and you're, what, you're hearing music like radio or uh, records? Yeah, well, it's like a, I think it's the radio, man. Like my parents used to listen to the radio all the time. Okay. And uh, I don't know, it's something playing, and I was listening to it, and I was tapping my foot to the music like in like you know in time like sure. I felt you know I was right there with it and uh my mom just like looked at me and smiled <laughs> and that was it like you know what to do like, yeah she was like Jeff, no, my kid digs. My kid digs music. <laughs> yeah, was there instruments in the house? Were they listeners or players? Uh, they were just listeners. There's okay. mostly my my. Uh, I mean, my mom liked music, but my father was a real like fan. He collected records and he used to sing. And he actually he did. Uh, he had some like percussion instruments like conga drums, and uh, but they weren't musicians like. Uh, they didn't really play anything, you know. Okay, when did you first start playing? Uh, I mean, my first instrument was piano. 
Was there one in the pad? Was there what? What in the pad, or was it at school? No, it was at school. Okay. I mean, my grandmother, uh, my grandmother actually had an organ in her apartment. Yeah. And I used, when I would go over to her house, I would kind of mess around on that. I'd play it, play it a lot, you know what I mean? For hours, like, and then my parents knew that I was interested in it, so they signed me up for piano lessons. Okay. And that's when I, that's when I was eight. But I didn't really take to it, man. Um, I mean, the thing I liked about the organ was it had, like, you know, it had, like, a beatbox in it and stuff. And, like, it was, a, like, an electronic instrument. Sure. But when, but I never really took to the piano, man. Um, I always kind of thought it was because I'm left-handed. A lot of and, bass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the teacher? Some t- people tell me when they had piano lessons, young, the teacher was lame. Yeah, well, it was. He was kind of lame. It was like a group lesson thing. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it was at this, uh, in the studio close to my school where, um, they had like a bunch of electric pianos in the in there, and we all would, would sit and play at the same time, like a group of us. Wow! What a I don't know, man. It wasn't. I don't. I didn't really take to it. Maybe it was the teacher or the environment, but it. Sure. What, what about, what about the the kind of stuff they got in school, like the 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 school band or the marching band? Yeah. I mean, I went through some of that, too. What'd you do? I played trombone. The bone? And, uh, There's bass clef. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard for marching band it was kind of happening because big mouthpiece. Yeah. Yeah, that was, Some uh, little mouthpieces are hard to, like, <laughs> march around with. I know, yeah, man. That's true. I mean, I heard from people. Watt never did that. I tried clarinet. And after 10 weeks, the guy kicked me out. I never got to march. <laughs> oh, Said man. I tried hard, though. <laughs> His name was Mr. Luna. So, Jeff, how'd you get on the guitar? Well, I mean, my sister... Uh, my sister had guitar lessons when she was... I have an older sister. Okay. Um, she's uh, five years older than me. Um... But she had guitar lessons, and, you know, she gave up on it. But her old guitar was laying around the house. Um, Like acoustic Spanish nylon string? uh, Like a a cheap steel string acoustic guitar. Flat top. (laughs) Yeah. So, I man, and, you know, this was like, this was like the mid-70s. And the R&B station in my hometown, by this time we had moved to Virginia, where I grew up. What part? Um, Hampton. Okay. Because I was born in Portsmouth and lived in Norfolk. Oh, damn. Yeah, right around there, man. <laughs> Not far. That's like, that's like right, right across the, yeah. uh, the bay, man. Right. Well, big Navy town, Newport News, you know. Yeah, like Hampton, Newport News. Okay. Yeah, that's that where I right grew there. up. Wow, that's crazy, man. Ain't it? Yeah, I came here when I was yeah. nine. So, so you're saying the R&B station? Yeah, uh, 
it was on AM, um, and you know, on the R&B, like on AM, it didn't really have any high end. Right. So all I used to hear, I mean, and this was like funk, R&B, all you could hear was the bass. Like okay. you could hear the ba- the bass line and the vocals. And like, so I picked up my sister's guitar and I started playing the bass lines on oh, her wow. guitar. Yeah. From uh, like, you know, the first tune I learned how to play by myself was this tune called uh, Slide by Slave. Sure. Did you know that tune? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I could just play that shit on the E string. Doom. And I play that like I play like Flashlight by P Funk. Like I could like I started to bang out those bass lines on guitar and you know my parents Ah, this is before you're doing I mean, chords. Okay. Oh yeah, man. I That's mean great. I uh So a lot of people I, when they I, get those kind of guitars they they're like doing some kind of Bob Dylan folky thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I was playing. I was playing, playing it like a bass. Here, and, I'm, uh, we're going to play right now, Get Dressed, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
women to get dressed. Y'all can't play. You better say it twice. You better say it twice. You better say it twice before you leave today. You better say it twice before you're going away. You know that it's wrong, and now you're breaking my heart. You better say it twice before we're making a start. We've got nothing to lose. We've got it all to win. Think about that. Think about that. We've got nothing to lose. We've got it all to win. People are lying, but you believe what they say.
אומר שאכלנו אותה. שעשינו יותר מדי סמים, שהדור הזה דפוק, ושנשלם מחיר כבד, כולנו. הוא היה צלול באותו רגע שאמר את זה, ממש כמו מוחו של צלף, רגע לפני סחיטת ההדק. אחר כך הוא חזר לסוכו שלו. היינו בדרך לאנשהו, אני לא זוכר בדיוק לאן. הלכו איתנו אנשים שלא דיברו הרבה, אבל היו חלק ממני, ממש כמו דייבר בגוף. היה לילה, והשמיים הבהירים גלשו עלינו כמו חלב חם. לא ידעתי אז מה המחיר, אבל הייתי מוכן לשלם אותו.
So what are you into?
Well, for Pedro Show, we heard of Jeff Parker with Get Dressed. I love it. I love that title. I love that song. No. And then we heard the Dicks, Think Twice, Holly Reeve, Musty Flannel. Uh, of course, you know, Dicks with Gary Floyd. I don't, he's been in the city a long time, but uh, Texas. And Harry Reeve, he's been living in Glasgow and solo acoustic bass. Zero Dent out of Perth, with over by it. Uh, the Vandal Poets, thank you. Crash again. Uh, demo, I think it's out of Ohio. Uh, Vasco Aranasotsky uh, with uh, Rick uh, 5RZ260 Mix. That's Macedonia. He was on the show last week. Incredible. He's on tour now, so uh, safe seas there, Brother Vasco. A group of Turisti out of Belgrade with Levo, Ili, Desno. Farther south, Tel Aviv nearer says, We're screwed. I still think you are still full of shit by the hand. I think that's uh, people from Low, uh, Duluth band. Uh, Aerosol Weather, Black Moth, Super Rainbow, brand new from Mr. Tom out of Pittsburgh, Steak Cellars, Upstate New York, Emergency Brain Surgery, and finally, Cliche from Jeff Parker. And we're continuing with his journey through music. So he's doing where we are now in the story, people. He's in Virginia doing bass lines on his sister's acoustic guitar that she has given up. Right. And from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'd say, man, I almost switched to, to bass. Whoa. Um, Would have been a different universe, was, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I played for probably the first five years I played guitar, man. I played it with uh, with my two fingers like a bass player. And uh, and I always heard the, the guitar from, from the bottom up. Okay. You know, which I, I kind of think that that's why it was so easy for me to uh, to join a band like Tortoise. With two bass. <laughs> yeah, because when I first started playing with them, man, I mean, they were two bass players and two drummers and a percussionist. Yeah, right. And, and uh, I mean, I always, I always consider myself like as part of the rhythm section, man. Like well, first. I think in the old days, like in big bands I've been reading, guitar was, so was piano. They were all in the rhythm section. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know what's what I, trippy, though, Jeff, is the, uh, the rhythm guitar in R&B is kind of trebly. Yeah, yeah. Had a big yeah, influence sure. on D. Boone. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I, you can hear it for sure. Because he thought, you know, he wanted to change. We were coming out of arena rock, and he thought problem was uh, too much domination of guitar. So he liked this R&B thing where you gave more room to the drums and bass. Of course, yeah, Georgia were way into that. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the right. real political part of the minute. <laughs> was D. Boone, like, changing the... You know, what we knew about arena rock, you know, and we got it from yeah. the R&B sounds. So, did you ever think about maybe trading this acoustic guitar for a bass? I did, man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember my father actually took me to the music store when I was uh, 12. And uh, we looked at, uh, and I played a Fender uh, Mustang bass. Oh, yeah, little one. And I didn't, I didn't like it, man. Okay. So I was like, I said, I'll just stick with guitar. And I got a, I mean, that's kind of when I started, I switched to electric guitar. Now, now, was, this is probably the first time 
he played something with big streaks. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that was probably it, man. Because me that too, the first couple of years I played a guitar, I thought a bass was a guitar with four strings. I couldn't believe oh, yeah. it. Yeah, I just didn't know, you know. We're talking yeah. the early 70s, and I, I just had no idea. Arena Rock, was you were too far away. It was hard to see up close. Yes. So, yeah, right. so what was your first guitar? Electric my first guitar. electric? Yeah, yeah, electric. I'm sorry. Uh, my first electric was a Gibson L6S. Whoa. From uh, 1970, uh, 1975, I think. Yeah. Nice. It's like a thing. It looked like a like one of those. Uh, like it looked like a Les Paul that kind of got run over by a steamroller. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was, was nice. It natural? Yeah, I got it. What was the finish? Was it natural? No, it was black. It was, it was like black. all yeah, black. Yeah, I seen black ones. It's like I seen black ones, but black. I also seen natural ones. Yeah, it was black and it had an ebony fingerboard, man. Oh, that was different it because was, those things had maple necks. They were different for Gibsons. Yeah, this one had uh, it had an ebony. It was like a hundred percent black. Yeah, and but you get and uh, so, so so since you get this electric guitar, what's your pop say? You got to do lessons. Ah, uh, man, I kind of stopped taking lessons. And okay. I because uh, I had I took lessons from this classical guitar guy who I didn't like at all, man. Yeah. Like, and it was really expensive, you know, and my parents didn't have a lot of money, so sure. it was like, it was wasting their money, and I told them I didn't really like the dude, yeah. and it kind of coincided about right when I got the electric guitar, and I, uh, I don't know, man, I didn't play it for a couple years, but, uh, I joined a jazz band at my junior high school, and that's okay. kind of when I picked it up again. Okay. Did you try to learn that's stuff off records? Yeah, that came a little bit later, man. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I did, man. Like in the metal days, yeah, like yeah. the 80s metal. <laughs> I mean, I was stuck like T.G. Top and Zeppelin and Hendrix and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, but I was, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I was just into music. Like, I remember, uh, Kids in my high school would like bet me five bucks if I could play like solo on like Triumph or Rush or like some shit like that, and I <laughs> I'd learn it and get the money. But I I don't know. I was always into like jazz and stuff, like weird music, reggae. What about bedroom bands, garage bands, kids after school? Yeah, I had a band. And, uh, but the first kind of, uh, well, I had a band with a couple cats in my junior high when I was in eighth grade. We were playing like uh, like Jefferson Airplane and like uh, <laughs> ZZ Top. The Armour, um, yeah. Yeah. That was a big album for us. Um, oh, yeah, man. Fandango, too. But the, yeah. Uh... You know, I forgot, I, you know what I forgot to ask here, you, Jeff? Jeff, what was the first record you bought? The first record I bought was uh, 
by this group called Brass Construction. Brass Construction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a funk, like a uh, yeah, but you know that name. You no, know, but that name kind of rings a bell for some reason. Oops. Yeah, it was. Uh, and can you remember, remember the first I, gig you went to? Uh, I don't remember it. The first gig that I went to that I remember going to was uh was Stevie was Stevie Wonder. Whoa! Yeah, my one uh, my mom took me and my sister when I was uh, probably six. Whoa! That's- yeah, he was playing all the music from like Intervision. Yeah, sure, right. You know about that synthesizer? Nah. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about those three records he did in the city and Intervision. There's another one. There's three of them where he, there's a synthesizer that, that was the size of a fucking room. In fact, it has its own uh, album called the uh, Tonto's Expanding Headband. Check it out sometime. This cat turned me on to it. Underneath all that stuff, of course, you know, Stevie played everything. But there's this kind of right. like burbling, percolating synthesizer loops you know, and there's no sequencer. This is all oscillators doing little loops. And there's a whole wow. trippy thing, yeah, that I never knew when it, I was listening to it in real time. But I found this all out about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, trippy thing about that. I wish I would have got to see that yet. You know, we're at the end of the first hour, uh, March 7, 2018, edition of the Watt for Pedro show. Uh, special guest, Jeff Parker here. People, hang tight for hour two. March 7, 2018, it's the second hour. Watt for Pedro Show.
Even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You get by If you smile through your tears and sorrow Smile and maybe tomorrow You'll see the sun come shining for you light up your face with gladness hide every trace of sadness although a tear may be
For Pedro Show, start off the second hour with Jeff uh, Jeff Parker as part of Tortoise doing Ox Duke. Ox was the nickname that they gave John Antwistle in The Who. So there's kind of some ox, but not that kind of ox. Then we had Sun Ra, who spent some time in Chicago, from Birmingham. Uh, Smile, uh, Circus Devils, which is one of uh, Bob Pollard, uh, Dayton, uh, Solo Proj, Idiot Tree. Mold Omen Al Balmore with Osman Spare Wahila. Uh, love theme. She's here. That's got Alex from Dirty Beaches. He's citizen of the world. I think he's in Portugal right now. Crash Landing. Uh, fuck, I forgot where they're from. Paranoid Parents Party. Unit F out of SoCal here with all the best. And Jeff Parker with stup- Super Rich Kids. Almost said Stupid Rich Kids. <laughs> but I lost my security, ca- uh, Clarence. Oops. No, I had it reduced. I didn't lose it. I just had it reduced. But still, don't know how to talk. An idiot. Okay. Can you remember the first gig you played? Oh, man. Uh, I remember a couple of early ones. Uh, I Well... This was something I uh, didn't really get to um, when we were before the break. Uh, like my first serious band I was in yep. was a fusion kind of band we had called Shades of Grey. Okay. Because it, <laughs> it was like, it was four of us in the band. It was like two black kids, two white kids. So we called our band. So we called our band Shades of Grey. That makes sense. And uh, that's like how I grew up in the Navy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But we played a talent show. Uh huh. Um, and that's kind of the first like gig I really remember playing. I was probably like fifteen, I would say. Tenth grade. Um. Yeah, like tenth grade. We played this talent show. We got second place. Oh, wow. Behind. Yeah, behind. Do you remember the tune? Was it original? Uh, we, I, we had mostly originals, but I think for the show, we played uh, this tune by Hubert Laws or Ronnie Laws, one of the Laws brothers called, uh, well, Friends and Neighbors, or Wives and Friends and Neighbors, I think it's called. It was like a hit at the time. Yeah, Fuse. Yeah, I remember uh, those guys. But, uh, remember, I, but graduated, band, I, I graduated high school in 76, so uh, Some Romantic Warrior was the big album of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, the shit, that's the shit we were checking out. We couldn't play like that, but that's what we were... Uh, neither, neither could we. <laughs> But it was yeah, big that's in that school. Yeah, that's some fun music to listen to now. So, so that's one of your first gigs, then maybe. Yeah, yeah, that was that was it, man. Was it scary? 
It was scary, man. Yeah, yeah I was nervous, man. But we, but it's funny, man. The band that got first place was a bunch of kids from the blind school, the school of the blind. Yeah. All the kids were all the kids were blind, man. Right. They could really play, man. Wow. Well, I remember meeting a blind guy in Canada, and he'd always come to my gigs, and he was a bass man. And the way he would describe the gigs was different than anybody. So I think it's a whole other world. Yeah, man. Like Stevie, you know? Yep, like Stevie. You get into... What's in between the talent show and Tortoise? Uh, between that, it was, was music school. Uh, Which one? Well, I went to Berkeley. Okay, so you moved to Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, I moved to Massachusetts, man. I went up there, kind of try and learn how to play, for better or for worse. Yeah, uh, competition must be intense. Yeah, but I was, I mean, I'm kind of lucky, man. I, I couldn't really play very well when I got there. I mean, I'm... Uh, and I, I just wanted to learn. So I, I kind of wasn't really even good enough to compete at the time. Uh, so I was just taking everything in. I mean, I went to school with a lot of great musicians, man. Um, but, you know, and this was a different time. Like, down in Virginia, I was always into jazz, man. Like, I mean, that was, like, my music I loved, but I didn't really have anybody to teach me the, how to play it. Yeah. So I, when I went up to uh, to Boston, you know, I wanted to learn how to play it. Sure. Uh, when I got up there, I had like all these sounds in my head, but I didn't know how to do it. So You wanted to learn. You wanted to soak it up, all that stuff around you there at Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to soak it up, man. It was fun. I mean, it was a good time. Uh, were you in any bands there while you were going to school? Uh, not so much, man. I um, well, towards the end of the time, I started a group with uh my girlfriend at the time. It's a great trombone player named Sarah P. Smith, and uh. And a couple other guys, we started a group called uh, The Last Quartet. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, we were playing, like, kind of weirdo free jazz, um, trying to figure stuff out, you know, like, super young. Uh, yeah, but believe it or not, man, uh, there were always a cadet, especially with bebop, maybe not so much fusion, but going back uh, over here, like Raymond Pettibone was the first guy to play me John Coltrane. He played me uh, Ascension. <laughs> I thought he was a, a oh, punk rocker. I thought he, I knew he was older. I didn't know he was gone. Because I, I, you know, Navy Housen, I had no idea. But people like Joe Biza, who who starts teaching himself guitar at twenty seven. He's a, a drawer, right? And he starts, and within a couple of years, he's transposing Charlie Parker solos. Oh man! This cat played in Sacred Trust. He played in our town last week. About nine days yeah. ago, and I've got a recording of this piece I want to play right now.
Mary, but it's about the end of the earth in a way. And a big flood takes over the whole earth and it starts flooding everything. So that's kind of the sound in the beginning. There's scraps of melody kind of reminding people of what it used to be. And that's what this, this is kind of story I'm telling of this, this thing. So thanks for listening. Live from Pedro Show. That was Joe Bison live in Pedro last a week from Monday. Uh, and he calls this tune Flood. And it's kind of a, he, he gives a little spiel at the end to kind of describe him where how the earth is destroyed by flood. And he's uh, uh, doing this with music. And then uh, he said the little melodies are like pieces of the good times we remember. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, uh, 2018, March 7. Dishawak Peter Show special guest Jeff Parker from Altadena. Hold tight for hour three. March 7, 2018, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
I've seen him sleeping on the floor with his coat for his bed. I saw him make a promise to himself when he said, I helped them all, I helped them all, and now it's time to get ahead. Get rich, going to get rich, going to get rich or get dead. Smoke and mirrors and illusions 
politician I want to be a politician It's just like being a magician Smoke and mirrors and illusion Nothing up my sleeve except a parakeet Thank you. 
for Pedro Show. Uh, I'm telling Jeff here about the first time I heard of Berkeley School of Music. It's actually on the sleeve of the first Voidoids uh, after uh, television and uh, Heartbreakers. The real Heartbreakers of Johnny Thunder. He uh, makes a band called the Voidoids in their first album, Blank Generation. Just had the 40th year at uh, B-Day. Well, you open up the sleeve, you know, where the record's in. And one side's the words, but the other side's a bunch of pictures. And they're Bob Quine's... Uh, Berkeley School of Music ideas there. So that's how I first started oh, Berkeley School. Yeah. Bob Quine uh, was along with Ivan Quine? Julian. Yeah. Incredible guitar Quine went to He went to Berkeley, man? And if you get this record, if you look at that sleeve, you can see his little ID. Oh, shit. Now, I never told knew me, that either, man. I got to record with him once, and uh, we did uh, freeze out a uh, Dylan cover. But, uh, Tears Pad. But he told me, because he was from Ken, Ohio, the first guy's he saw play electric guitar with Buddy Holly in the year I was born, oh, 1957. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bob was wow. a little older. Man, incredible guitarist. And also the other guy, Ivan Julian. Both those guys. A big influence on me, of course. Wow. Um, oh, yeah, I should say what we played. Days Fly By with Ruby by Jeff Parker. Then the click, uh, this click out of uh, Switzerland with... Uh, Shmirdam Namuf, Nado Face with uh, Promises Made, D.E.R. with Polotoshan. Hey, they came to that gig to thank me for playing their music. And then finally, Isotope 217 with Real Mics. So, how does it get from uh, Boston School of Music, Berkeley, to Chicago and Tortoise? All right, well, after I finished school, um, I kind of didn't want to move to New York even though I uh, I eventually wanted to move to New York, but I felt like I wasn't ready to move to New York. So I uh, I moved to Chicago instead, man. Like I wanted to just kind of like, I worked in record store, uh, just wanted to kind of like clear my head sure. from like music school and shit. And, uh, and uh, I don't know, I mean, I just kind of, after I was there maybe a year, year and a half, and people started calling me to play gigs, you know, you know, like a working, like working musician. I was playing like a lot of jazz gigs around town, playing like bebop and standards and stuff. And uh, on jazz guitar, I kind who, of, can I ask you, Jeff, on just jazz guitar, who was big influence? Big influence for me, uh, man. I mean, I got lots. Like Grant Green, yeah, uh, West Montgomery, yeah. you know, uh, Sonny Chirac. Ah, I got to meet Eric. him once. I, got, I actually got oh, to share a stage with him. Yeah, Buffalo, New, Buffalo, New York. Oh man, 
Yeah, he's a really nice cat. And he could play his ass off. He's beautiful. Oh, he sure could, man. Like him, John McLaughlin. I, I saw him on Vishnu, uh, what was it called? Birds of Fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> Rick Laird was on the bass. He was playing, John McLaughlin was playing electric 12 string through Fuzzstone. <laughs> Oh man! But I guess if John, uh, if Miles Davis writes a song with your name on it, you get to do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, so the tortoise guys—they they meet you in a record, or, or they see you at gigs, or they meet you at the record store. Well, they saw me at gigs. Well, Johnny Herndon. Uh, well, I mean, I fell in with uh, some musicians from the AACM. You know what the AACM is? Sure. Um, you know, the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Very popular. And I, I started playing with this group called the New Horizons Ensemble. Uh-huh. Led by an alto player named Ernest Dawkins. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like, like, the only way I could describe the sound of New Horizons, it was kind of like a free jazz version of like Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers yeah you know like very swinging like a lot like pretty high energy it's and Johnny high. Herndon was Johnny Herndon was a big fan of New Horizons okay and uh I went into the bar where he was a bartender and I walked in and he was like man you're the guitar player in New Horizons I said, yeah. He said, I play drums. We should play together sometime. And that was it. I mean, we kind of became friends. And then we became, uh, then I moved in to the the, the loft where those cats had, uh, they needed a roommate. And then I kind of started sitting in with the band and then, they asked me to join the band, so that was uh, that was that was it. That's bitching. Here, I want to play "Mines" by you. It's probably named after the city, right? It is. Uh, in in uh, Germany. Yep, that's it. Okay, let's listen. Thank you. 
お会いしましょう。
Watch the Pedro show. We had mines from Jeff Parker. Then Godzilla snacks out of uh, Fukuoka, Devolution. Unlux from SoCal here dismissed. Bronx out of Osaka, Slam Dance Forever. And finally, Jeff Parker with Rain for Michael Zerang. Yeah. Kind of rhymes. And then, and then and that, now you find a, not the final, but your latest part of your journey. Now you're in California. And, and then you started this band, Isotope 217. Yeah. So t- tell us about that. Yeah, Isotope, man. I mean, that was kind of a, uh, I mean, we were super in, we just wanted to play some, like, just weirdo, like, uh, I mean, not jazz. I don't really know what to call it. We were super into, like, Miles' records from the 70s. And, like, uh, on the corner. You know, yeah, on the corner, Smiles. get up with it. Yeah. Um, and also, like, in the dub and just, like, weird drum machines and stuff. We just wanted to make some weird, freaky music. Yeah. And it and Isotope kind of started like uh, I started Isotope with Johnny Herndon and Dan Bidney from Tortoise, um, kind of before they asked me to be in Tortoise. Okay. Um, My timeline is fucked up. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, it's <laughs> not a uh, like a lot of people think the opposite, but it wasn't like that at all. Okay. But it wasn't until, you know, we were all in Tortoise that, like, anybody was really interested in putting out a record by us. (laughs) 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 So it was like, I had to join Tortoise before we could get any shit out. So it was, uh... But yeah, man, I mean, it's... We didn't really even think of the music being like jazz or any shit like that at the time. We just wanted to do something that was different. Sure. Um, what about the California thing? Out here now? Yeah. No, why, uh, why the move? I moved, man. I mean, I kind of, you know, my my partner, my wife, uh, teaches at Cal Arts. She's a filmmaker. That, that's all out in those parts. Yeah, so she, uh, you know, we, um... Not too far, it's more, it's it's Valencia, right? Yeah, yeah, out, uh... By Magic Mountain. Yep, yep, out by there. But she, uh, she had this job, and, uh, you know, we got together, and she tried to move to Chicago, but she didn't get a job out there, and, uh... And the weather's... I don't know, man. Yeah, the weather's was, too lame out here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I love the Chicago community and stuff, man. Yeah. But I kind of... I started to feel like uh, I was a little too comfortable, man. And I, uh, you know, she couldn't move to Chicago. Sure. We, you know, we, we have a son... Who's, uh, who's Ezra? Like he played his song earlier. Oh yeah, here he Ezra. comes. Yeah. And he was getting older, and uh, less young. I had to make a 
Yeah, I mean, I had to make a choice. Sure. Uh, well, 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 several guys, right? Johnny, uh, the other John, uh, Mac- McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, they're both out here, man. Okay, so like, like John just McIntyre just moved up to Nevada City, but he's you know he's in California. Okay. Wow. Yeah, by the Sierras, that's way out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so half the band now is in Cali. <laughs> yeah. But you guys, are, but you guys are still active. You're still doing stuff. Uh, we are. We have a gig in China next month. But aside from that, we're trying to figure out how we can actually do shit. Okay. okay. <laughs> we don't know how we're going to rehearse before the gig or anything, man. It's kind of weird. And uh, yeah, practice pretty hard. Yeah. But you you do play a lot here in SoCal, right? You got some kind of weekly thing. Yeah, I got a weekly at this club in Highland Park or a little bar, like more tavern called ETA, where I play there every Monday. Um, and then like other gigs around town, like I'm playing with Eric, who you had on the show. Yeah, right, time. right. He was telling me about that. Yeah, he just started a new band with me um, called Lancaster. Um yeah, there's other stuff around town, you know. Pretty pretty cool. I'm getting busier around here, so that's good. Okay. Uh, you know, I ask everybody this. If somebody, would, maybe younger or older, what the fuck, they ask you for advice about this racket, what would you tell? About being in the music business? Yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Man... Uh, shit, man. I mean, kind of, it helps to have, like, a good crew. People you can kind of, like, people you can trust. Sure. I mean, it's a lot of, try and have some integrity, man. Sure. Because they'll, they'll try and take that shit. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, do it for the love, man. Definitely don't do it for the money. And if people um, want to find you on the internet, where can they look, Jeff? I got a website, jeffparkersounds.com. Okay. That's the best place to find See me. that people, J E F F P A R K E R S O U N D S.com. That's it. Okay. I want to thank you so much, man. I love your music. I love what you've been doing. And also, all the stuff I know that's coming up. Because you're Thanks that kind of cat, man. And uh, it's people like you that keep people like Watt keeping on. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Likewise. Okay, Jeff. It's an honor for, honor for me to be on your show. Right back, right back. People, it's been March 7, 2018 edition of Watt Peter Show. Special guest, Jeff Peck, Parker. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> keep your powder dry. <laughs>